1: Here we go. 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 We go. This, this is,
2: it. is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson.
1: My name's Sam Delaney.
2: Always, you always, yeah. Sam, there's always a little bit what? of a pause when you between my bit and your bit. There, could you not make it a bit right. smoother?
1: All right, try again.
2: Oh, Okay, here we go. This is Top Flag like, Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson. My name's Sandy no, was still I was still a little bit too... No, never mind. We'll just crack on as it was.
1: It's not quite Ant and Deck in their pomp, is it's it? It's
2: not. It's not, and that's what I'm trying to aim for, personally. Do I, you know I, about I've
1: been, I've been watching uh, Deck quite closely and the way he does what he does.
2: Yeah. Well, you can't watch Ant, While can he, you?
1: You can't. I, well, you say that, I'm not far from, I think, the facility where he may be being held.
2: Do you think that he's under sort of special dispensation during this I'm a celebrity period where he's not allowed to see the TV? Do
1: you know how they're holding him in this special facility? No, tell because me. Because he's so powerful and rich. Yeah. I don't know if you remember in the probably the worst Star Wars film. Of all of them, it was called the Attack of the Clones, I think. Yeah, and it was the one where Christopher Lee played a baddie called Count Dooku. Yeah, and at one point, he captures Obi Wan Kenobi, played by Ewan McGregor, or no, and he holds him in a sort of a star shape in electronic electric chains. Yes, I don't know if you remember that scene, I do, but Lividly. that's how <laughs> that's how Deck is being held now at- in a facility mean- in southwest London. Because Dex, rich and powerful, he's escaped before. No, you said
2: it's Ant. Ant's oh, the sorry, one that's been held.
1: Yeah, Ant is being held. You know Ant has escaped before, hasn't he? Yeah, it? he has, yeah. So they've had to take extra special measures, particularly during the I'm a celebrity-like period, yeah. because that's when he's in, he's most incentivised to try to escape.
2: Yeah, I, I've heard they've, um, what they've done is so that he doesn't see Dex... Successful partnership with Holly Willoughby. They've uh, they've got some paintball guns and they have splattered him in the eyes with a paintball, like they did in the well, Grove all of them years ago.
1: They're lucky because they were going to bring in Bobby Charlton for one of his special private freelance jobs. <laughs> yeah. Remember, Maybe he does did. freelance blinding outside of his responsibilities to Manchester United.
2: Yeah, exactly. Bobby Charlton. The
1: ITV bosses did are said to have had a meeting with Bobby Charlton <laughs> just in had. case.
2: Because they could have done that because, you know, Ant wouldn't have suspected anything if Bobby had gone in because it would be a fellow Geordie. And he would have thought, oh, this is nice. That was
1: the beauty of it. This is
2: nice. Wouldn't to be heroes? Bobby Charlton's come to see us and it would be like, (laughs) hello, Ant. I heard you've been a little bit down lately. Well, I've come to cheer you up. Sit in that chair. The one with the straps on it. Aye. We'll have a nice cup of tea in the chat. Bang! Bang!
1: There you go. Get well soon, Mara. Spooky man, I'm blind. Spooky's not here now, Ant. No one's here. It's just me, your Uncle Bobby. I had to do what I did, and I'm not sorry.
2: You'll thank me for it one day, Ant. Trust me on You've that. You've been one.
1: a naughty boy, haven't you, Ant? You've been a naughty boy, and this is what naughty boys get blindings. <laughs> but in the end they didn't do it. they didn't hire him because he told the bosses of ITV Street, he went. Now, if you want to go down this road with me, there's one thing you've got to understand. It's permanent. I only blind people permanently. I'm not one of these twats who goes around (laughs) using paintball and then after operations at Moorfields Hospital in London, one of the top eye hospitals in the Western world, they might get at least partial sight back. That's all very well, but not when you've been blinded by Bobby Charlton. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Once you're blinded by Bobby Charlton, you That's stay his. blinded. Them, so them. if you want, if you want this lad given any second chances, I'm saying to you now, as a professional, don't hire me. Go to someone else. And so they did. They bottled it. Them kiddies in Africa,
2: they don't get better. The eyesight <laughs> doesn't come back. That's why they all wear the shirts, because they know what happens <laughs> when Uncle Bobby comes round.
1: How I do- don't actually need this work. You know, I'm independently wealthy. <laughs> I've been doing this for years. <laughs> to be honest, I could retire tomorrow, but I enjoy what I do. It's a vocation. So that's why I'm t- I'm telling you, you know, either take it or leave it, but know what you're getting yourselves into <laughs> with me. That poor ladan with all the problems he's got will never ever look upon Dex's face again, <laughs> nor his mother's.
2: <laughs> I um I've got no recollection how we got into that there. How what was what was the trigger for that?
1: Well, we were just making the point that we weren't as good, or specifically I wasn't as good as yeah, exactly. Deck at at reading my name out.
2: And I think we just proved
1: um, it. And, uh, and I say read because I do actually have it written down here in front of me <laughs> every week, the bit that says I'm Sam Delaney. <laughs> in case been, I forget.
2: Dex been very good and Holly Willoughby has been excellent. I've enjoyed them both immensely. She's
1: been great. And she... Yeah.
2: I didn't realise you was. Good so job,
1: and hasn't seen it because he'd be worried, wouldn't he? Definitely. Because they've got a yeah. great, great little partnership going on.
2: They have. So well, well done, ITV, for freezing him in that mm. uh, electronic prison and getting Bobby Charlton to blind him.
1: This, this is, is it.
2: it. Normally, when we do this podcast, we normally have a cup of tea each, don't we, or a cup of coffee, something like that. Yeah. Today, I've tried something different, Sam. I've been up the Sainsbury's yeah. and I've got yeah. in front of me pigs in blankets tea. Fuck off. Available in Sainsbury's during the Christmas period. Pigs in Blankets tea. They also sell Sprouts tea.
1: But now, also, your cup says pork on it.
2: It does. It's a Sopranos cup. It's
1: oh, a Sa- yeah, pork, pork
2: store. Now, so going- it's
1: a pork-themed cup with a pork-flavoured tea in yeah, it. Yeah, it
2: is. I'm going to taste it for the very first time right now. I haven't tried it yet. Oh,
1: great. Go on, then.
2: So here we go. That's fucking rank. Yeah. It's got a little bit of an element of, of, of vague porkness about it, but um, I'll have a bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean... No, nah, that's minging. That's horrible. No, I mean, even it. What, what did you expect from it? What did you want from it? Did you want a tea to taste authentically like a pig in blanket? I thought.
2: Well, I thought it might have a kind of a bovril kind of, feel, of feeling about it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Oh, pork-flavoured tea. Pork I mean, I'll tell you what I'm on tonight. What are you on? I'm on the uh, Heineken Zeros. Good for you.
2: How many of them? Have we're you had? doing
1: an evening record of the joyless pretend beer. Yeah, of a man in his forties, bald and alone. Does it make thinking about the thinking about the nineties and how it was great to be off my tits and with yeah. hair all the time? Does, oh does, well, does
2: the taste of it not remind you of those good times and make you want to go it back? Does.
1: Yeah, it does. I just stand there. I taste it and I just stare. I've been lying on my bed staring at a wardrobe for the last half an hour. Yeah. Like- I had to get away. It was my son's been really pissing me off. He wouldn't <laughs> eat his soup. <laughs> Sunday soup. <laughs> he wouldn't eat his fucking gruel. Eat your so fucking Sunday ca- soup, son. <laughs> so I I fucking put on my slippers, grabbed my Heineken Zero, and went and locked myself in the bedroom. i gonna- That that is hashtag parenting right there, mate. I've
2: gotta go talk to my internet friend.
1: <laughs> Nobody bother me. Our Uncle Bobby's coming round. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm still drinking this, this shit. I'll tell you what it is. It's 60% Lapsang Sushang. I don't know what that well, is. I don't
1: even like Lapsang Sushang. That's the one that tastes like smoky bacon. And
2: it's Yeah, exactly. And it's got bits of apples in it, apparently. And it's got um, some, some fucking salt in it as well. And it's minging.
1: Salt. Fucking hell. So yeah. I'll, I'll,
2: have it. I'll have, wash it down with a bottle of The problem
1: w- that you've clearly had... After the Bailey thing the other day, and I've seen some of the tweets you put out over the weekend, you've gone two Christmas bananas Bernard- no, and and so you're buying any old Christmas product.
2: Yeah, I'm gone full Christmas already. Yeah,
1: the- I've had a nightmare on the advent calendar front, mate. Have What's you that got my- an advent calendar? Have, yet?
2: Yeah, I've got Galaxy one.
1: Galaxy, that's a good classic one, right? So, I uh, I got both the kids separate ones, right? So. The, the boy's got a Pokemon one, nice. fine, that's what he's into, whatever. Got a chocolate for every day. But then he got, for his birthday, because it was his birthday last week, one of his mates bought him a Smiggle one. And I don't know how much it cost, but it's more than I would have fucking spent on him.
2: I bet it was. Because
1: they've got a different Smiggle product in every window. Fucking so hell. He, so he's got, t- today, do you know what he had this morning? A what? fucking ruler.
2: Really? Yeah, a How'd f- ruler. How would you fit a ruler in a advent calendar? How long is it? Two I, inches? I don't
1: know. I didn't see him get it out because he got up and did it this morning before I was awake. But he's. He, I said to him, what did you get today? Yesterday he'd got a dolphin-shaped rubber. Today he's got a fucking ruler, six-incher. Like, good ruler. I,
2: I, I, I've got questions. How would you get that in yeah. an advent calendar?
1: I don't know. I will mean, I'll go back and have another look because he showed it to to. Me and I, I was To be honest, I was rendered speechless. This is yeah. before the soup incident. I was like, I just didn't know what to say. I mean, I was just looking at this ruler thinking, that's an amazing ruler. That that would constitute a present in itself. Yeah. I anyway.
2: Hate, I hate to sort of be all centrist, Dad, but when I was a kid, when we opened the fucking door of an advent calendar, all there was was a little picture. It didn't even get chocolate. A
1: fucking picture of a, a sheep pic- or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. And as it got closer to the 25th, you'd you get a picture of the wise men on like the 21st or something. Yeah. And then, and then yes. the stable at Bethlehem.
1: On so 23rd. that would be the the twenty fourth. It would be the baby and a big fucking star shining on it, and a load of cunts standing around yeah. looking at 23rd it. and, and then twi- what, what, what twi- was your response supposed to be to that? A oh, Nice one.
2: Yeah, twenty third would Great. be the, the innkeeper showing them round the back, just pointing like down there.
1: Yeah, down there, mate. <laughs> round the back. <laughs> yeah. Just no, that's it. Go on a little bit further. <laughs> if, just like round the back you, there, where the
2: good like the good fellas weren't. Yeah, trying to, get to, trying to, to show
1: Karen the coats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She thinks better of it.
2: Yeah, quite right.
1: Oh, so, God. anyway, but the, the advent calendar thing gets worse. So that was already a, a bit of a bastard, didn't it? Yeah. I'd got him a sort of a eight-pound Pokemon one, and he'd got this other one, which I'm I've been weighing it up, and I reckon that must be a 50-pounder that he's been given by someone from his class. What anyway, kind of uh,
2: what kind of chocolate's in the the Pokemon one? Because I suspect that'll be well, Kinnaton. Well,
1: I've asked him, and I said, what's that chocolate like? And he went, delicious. And then I thought, yeah, he's going to say that. But I mean, he's no he's got no chocolate palate whatsoever. I mean, because, you know, you can get that really cheap, oily... kineton like, stuff, gr- yeah. Gr- grease, greasy kind of chocolate. Yeah, it's made by Kinnaton That doesn't really shit. taste as chocolate as all it just tastes as sugar. And sometimes that's what you get. Yeah. because it's a Pokemon calendar I've got my strong suspicions that's what it is yeah but he's just saying yeah it's delicious it'll do but anyway no it's much worse with my daughter's one so my daughter said can I have a beauty one right and I'm like great because then you're not eating chocolate every day yeah so I go on the Superdrug website I find one for 11 pounds right. right I thought that's alright 11 pound Superdrug one it arrived she was made up Right? Not literally. And she she opens it up. And then it turns out, and I've never heard of this before, and I obviously hadn't read the small print. I just quickly bought it off of a Superdrug website. It's a fucking countdown to New Year's Eve advent calendar. So it stretches from Boxing Day to New Year's Eve. It's a six-dayer, right? Oh,
2: it's only got six days on
1: it. It's just six days. It it starts on Boxing Day. So she's like... She was nice about it. She went, oh, well, I'm really grateful, but this actually isn't an uh, Advent, Advent calendar. calendar. So I said, all right, don't worry, don't worry. Do you know what? I'm going to get you one, a proper Advent one. Don't worry about that. So I'm in Superdrug at the station on Friday night on my way home, feeling right. a bit Christmassy because I'm on my way home after a day's work. There's a yeah. quite a lot of Christmassy stuff at the station. There's a small Superdrug. So I thought, right. I'll quickly nip in there and surprise her with a bonus advent candor yeah. but I can't spend too much because I've already got it's throwing good money after bad so I go in I see another beauty one separate brand with Snow White on it and I think I've mentioned before at length I'm a massive Snow White fan so it was mm. damp, double bonus for me of course yeah and um, it was £7 and I was like, I can't believe the bargain I've unearthed here. Maybe they've discounted it because we're so close to December the 1st. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I bought, I, I bought it. I came home. I was absolutely delighted. I said, look, I got you. you no know, Friday night, you come home. You've got a treat for the kids. And it's look, I got you this. Yeah. This will get you through to Christmas Eve. She's looked at it. I've gone seven quid. I'm <laughs> going to my missus. Seven quid for a beauty <laughs> calendar. It's fucking amazing. I'm so chuffed. What a bargain. Well, it's 12 days. Oh! It's 12 days. Which 12 days, though? I I don't know. It, it doesn't even. I don't understand it. So it's is it like, just one thing every two days up to the twenty fourth? I think it starts twelve days before Christmas Day. Fuck me. So I've got a now. I've now bought two Advent calendars. Yeah. And even combined, they still only add up to eighteen days.
2: Well, she needs to tick I mean, the, she needs to tip the. What boxing am I to do now? She needs to tip the box and do New Year's Eve one. Put that up at the top end. First yeah. to the sixth, then you get another one of them from somewhere. That's 12th oh to the God. 18th covered. No, sorry, the sixth to the 12th money. covered.
1: I'm going to have to get three advent calendars for for one person.
2: Well, you know, if, if, this, I mean, if I've
1: it, only got myself to blame because I haven't been looking, reading about these calendars yeah, properly twice, before buying twice them. Now. But to- I just didn't, I was not aware that advent calendars existed for anything less than the standard 24 days. That's why I thought I didn't have to check.
2: Well, perhaps there should be some kind of down. law. There should be some kind of law that says that they do just have 1 to 24 on them.
1: You know who we should get involved? King of the advent calendars, Callum Mawson.
2: Oh, of course, yeah. It's, it's one year since his... Um, it's a
1: year anniversary since, since Callum Mawson went out the on the piss. He got so pissed in sudden that he shat himself during a football but match. But he
2: didn't, though. He said he didn't, and nobody else said that he did. So you can't say that he did because he didn't.
1: Well. Right? In that case, where did the rumour come from?
2: His mate said that he didn't. His mate was sat next to him and said yeah, that he didn't. Yeah, his mate
1: said it to try and make him feel better. There's photos of him pulling his trousers he, down he, in his seat. He might
2: have had a piss. He might have had an emperor's piss sitting down, but he says he didn't have a shit. But anyway, if we, we forget know, about
1: what he did and didn't yeah. do at the end, that what is a matter of fact and a matter of record is that he went on the absolute piss yeah. that day, having only eaten in the entire day <laughs> two... Advent calendar chocolates. Yeah. one He had one, he'd got one advent calendar from his nan and another one from his boss at work. That's right. <laughs> he'd bought every one of right. them. That was it. And he'd, he'd been out on the piss on the Friday night. And then when he got up on the Saturday, he had a, he started on the fruit ciders really early. Yeah. And just quickly ate a couple of small chocolates from an advent calendar before going out and hitting the pubs. And that's why he ended up shitting himself allegedly
2: yeah that's exactly right and we you got him on news thing didn't you exactly one year yeah ago and like we this got him end. on
1: Talksport sport as well yeah if anyone doesn't know this story it's well worth looking up it was one of my favorite probably my favorite news story of last year just look up callum Mawson, the sunderland shitter yeah well, you'll even be able to see me uh interviewing him on um on uh news, news, news thing, thing. I'll,
2: I'll tweet out mm. the clip cause i'm sure it's a, it's on youtube as a clip and I'll, i will yeah. remember and do it this time because i know i never do usually jalapeño Jalapeno Shall we talk about the football? Yeah It's been Derby Day We're recording this on Sunday evening We're just on the, the arse end of Derby Day Can we just have uh, a, a round of applause for Arsenal versus Spurs?
1: Yeah Great Derby Well done Souness everyone Sooness approved Souness greatly didn't it. he
2: Sooness loved a bit of frisk Soonest um,
1: was visibly aroused in yeah, the studio after the-, the director was shouting Crop in on a close up Because <laughs> on the wide shots you could see his <laughs> penis protruding from his trousers <laughs>
2: After that bit of frisk on the touchdown, he was the off time he was giving it all. Aye, that, that was good.
1: That was that's good. That's what I like to see. Go on, boys. Men. Do it. Men. Take your shirts off, boys. One of them wasn't even on
2: the pitch. He was a substitute. What's he doing as a substitute if that's his attitude? He should be the captain. <laughs> Make him the fucking captain. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs>
1: It was great when they started scrapping. Yeah. I knew, I knew it was going to kick off after fucking what's his name, Eric Dyer, who usually seems quite a passive young man. He? Yeah, when he scored the equaliser, he gave it the shush. Give it the shush the Arsenal fans. Yeah. I thought that's pretty antagonistic, definitely. Um, but it was good to see. It was because it meant that they take the derby seriously. Yeah, and uh, and then it kicked. then it kicked off again absolutely brilliant and it was a great game so it wasn't just the scrapping yeah it was real end to end stuff wasn't it and every they were chat really flying into every challenge the yeah. ref let it flow it was great yeah.
2: it was it was a reminder of why we love football because we sit it through was. match after match of shite
1: but we shit, do it yeah.
2: because we eventually we'll get a match like that one today and we can sit and just revel yeah, in it
1: for, for instance Chelsea Fulham was just shit really I watched it, was, it and it, it was, was just like pretty pff. drab pedestrian wasn't it that was men against boys.
2: And then Liverpool versus Everton for 95 minutes was pretty shit until yeah. Jordan Pickford had a Nervo. And then I don't know yeah. what the fuck he was trying to do. I think he thought he could catch it or whatever. Should have tipped it
1: over we, the bar, but he didn't. He's, he's got short arms, hasn't he? He has. A, little, a, as was well documented during the World Cup.
2: Little, yeah, he's, not, he's either not tall enough or his arms aren't long enough or something. He's regarded as some kind, of, he's he's as a a kind like, of freak.
1: He's a bit like the Penguin out of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But a bit when, like daddy devito's penguin in but, batman returns
2: <laughs> yeah very much so
1: i wonder if he dresses up
2: with them of an evening probably does
1: no if you see him you know when they show clips of them getting off the coach before a game <laughs> yeah and you'll hear the presenters go sky sports today as the teams arrive here at anfield right all that stuff and you see them and they're all getting off they got what they wear, a tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. They got a little wash bag under yeah. their arm, haven't they? Yeah. They got their big Dr. Dre's on. Yeah. Right? And they all get off dressed like that. Um, but if you watch the Everton one, last one off the coach is always a waddling man with yeah. a monocle, yeah. a top hat. <laughs> A waistcoat and a tailed coat, like a morning that's right. suit. That's Pickford. And that is Jordan Pickford, because that's how Jordan Pickford dresses when he is off, you know, in, uh, that's his civilian outfit.
2: He's civvies. And of course, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, he's not able to carry the wash bag under his wing, so he has to have it in the top hat underneath the top hat <laughs> yeah and then he gets someone, he can't reach up he has someone to take the top hat off him later on yeah. when he gets in and then he give him the Mina Mina
1: to do that yeah because he's the tallest because Mina's so tall he can just reach down into his hat and yeah.
2: Pickford can't reach up and get the, the hat off with his wing so that's that's yeah. exactly what happens yeah um, you said but, uh, an yeah, eventful was, eventful well,
1: match what, for you what, the, the soup was served on the table Sunday right. night soup yeah. the soup that then turned into a contentious soup with my son mm. And it was served up, and my wife said, this is boiling hot. And I went, well, if it's boiling hot, shall we leave it there for a minute rather than all burn our mouths, which is a separate episode, but it's my old problem with fucking soup. It's, like, impossible to eat the bastard without scolding your mouth and then having a mouth injury for the next two weeks. Or, or, anyway. or, you, or
2: you could employ a little bit of patience, Sam. It's up to you.
1: Come on, mate. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Well, in actual fact, I did. I thought, right, I'll leave that soup there for a minute and I'll finish watching the game. And it said five minutes injury time. And I was watching it and it was really petering out as far as I was concerned. But I thought, no, I've sat through this. I'll sit till the bitter end. And then my son's gone, come on, let's have our soup. And I'm not joking. It was like 95 minutes and four seconds. So I was like, the whistle's blowing. And I switched the telly off. What? And I went and ate the soup.
2: What? You switched and then I the finished, telly
1: finished the off. soup. I switched it off. Whoa. I finished the soup. I finished the soup. I had the argument with my son about the soup. I stormed out. I came upstairs and locked myself away behind a Heineken Zero. I look on my phone, Sky Sports, just to check what the league table is prior to this. Because you know I like to brush up on stats at, yeah, of course, before yeah. recording Top Flight Time. We both do. And uh, and I couldn't believe my fucking eyes.
2: Oh, I could not man.
1: believe my eyes.
2: What gets me about that is you didn't just hang on. Where was the soup being served? Was it in the room where the TV was?
1: Yeah, it was. And have so you, go, could have, have you got one of those on. rules
2: where you have to put the TV off before you eat?
1: Yeah, it's sort of. A, it's not official. Official. I can sometimes get away with it, but if it was well, the other way around, the kids were leaving on like something they were watching yeah. during dinner, I'd probably be grumpy about it. And so I thought I'll leave by example here. I'll switch the telly off and we'll have a nice family conversation. In yeah. Fact. There was no nice family conversation. No. There was an, a soup-related argument.
2: The row about the yeah. soup. Jesus Christ. So have you actually seen the incident since?
1: I've seen the goal. yeah. I watched it back on Sky Sports, and I saw him flapping about like an like immobilised penguin. penguin <laughs> a penguin who'd had his wings clipped.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a look at how, how this has all affected the uh, the league table. Um, right. Jesus Christ. That... Jordan Pickford incident has put the cat right among the the, the robot pigeons, let's say.
1: Oh, no.
2: Jesus. Okay. Um, Over the weekend, Sammy, you got five points, which puts you on 29 now. I got four points, puts me on 34. And results bot got six. Three of those points came from Jordan Pickford's penguin flap at the end of (laughs) Liverpool-Everton. And that puts him on 37. He's now three points clear of me. Eight points clear of you, and he's going to have the best. Chris, hang on a minute. There's been some kind of fuck up here. Has Pickford not been nobbled? Do you think by Result Spot? Do you reckon? Well, he's something
1: sli- funny's going sli- on. Yeah, some
2: iron filings. Do you reckon? We need to ring well, free- the FA and get the FA to get tested. Get the testing people down to whatever. You know, Result Spot. Yeah, he's
1: got, he can probably. He probably has, like most robots, the capacity to shine a laser beam into the eyes of a footballer Shit, yeah and because robots aren't allowed in football grounds because of that yeah right but you know what he's like he's like old our friend Double K Kevin King a master of disguise God, and yeah. he'll have dressed up in a, a long a, a, a grubby raincoat yeah. a big scarf a flat cap yeah right a pipe <laughs> a pair of spectacles, right? And a copy of the paper rolled up the express underneath his arm. In other and words, he shuffled in. A he shuffled in pretending age- to be a human Evertonian.
2: Exactly, a stereotypical ageing scouser. He's just yeah, gone in as and one of them. he's
1: doing a robot scouse voice. Arty, <laughs> arty, come dibby lad. I am here to see the football. I am a human scouser. I am a human scouser. I am not a robot. I am a human scouser. Let me into the ground. <laughs> this is more than a football match. This is my religion. Pew, pew. Let, let us in, soft lads, or I'll call the busses on you. Pew, pew, pew.
2: <laughs> killed three stewards on his wheel to the fucking stand.
1: Hey, and the steward and the bloke on the on the end is like, "You sure you're not a robot? You look you look a bit like a robot." Aye, <laughs> right. what, what are you fucking talking about, soft lad? Have, I you have you ever seen a robot smoking a fucking pipe? I have got a bit of arthritis. Back off! Back off! <laughs> He's fucking got in. He's managed to yeah. hoodwink. The yeah. divvies on the gates. He's got in. He's shone a laser in old penguin's eyes right at the last minute, yeah. and he's bagged his one nil. The fuck That's up. exactly
2: what's happened. So yeah, and he's just done us. Just all ends up there. Six points. He's on thirty seven now, and um, we might as well concede now. I think to be honest,
1: we're come not, off it, mate. We're not
2: coming back from that. It's one nil, one nil, one nil. You know the stats we can aren't going to change. From that. Changed.
1: I'm going to start. There's good, there's, uh, we've all got a week in us where you get what. What results bot can't do is you know. There's never going to be one nil across the board. We can like pull off a coup where we get like oh, two man, or three how? correct results.
2: How? We just this? two
1: in one week. We've <laughs> <laughs> done it before. We're terrible at I've this. I've done it before. You know, I've man. done it before when I was doing the the Falls panel on TalkSport. One week I got three correct scores. If I got that next week, that's nine points. Bang, mm. I'm back in the game.
2: Yeah, we'll see.
1: Chris, and the- I'll tell you what I'll do as well. Next time I get ahead, mm. I'll do what you suggested earlier in the Just season. If I do it. get ahead, yeah. I'll 1-0 it all the way to yeah. the end of the season.
2: Yeah. You laughed at me when I suggested that. You thought I was a, a twat for doing that.
1: Yeah, but, but no. I'm glad that... I'm glad that I didn't do it because it was so long ago. Had I done it, we would have ruined the whole predictions. There would have been no drama whatsoever. It would have been boring. Yeah. And actually, you know, we've got a responsibility to our listeners who <laughs> are probably finding the ebb and flow of this drama yeah. um, compelling.
2: But now with only 5 months of the season left you're prepared to grind it out with a series of 1-0s in the one, unlikely no. event that you actually get to the top
1: of the league. First I've got I, there's a long journey ahead. My plan is yeah. to pull off some spectacular results playing attacking free-flowing predictions, right? Really cavalier <laughs> predictions. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the the Dutch style of predictions. I've I've been to Holland and I've studied the way that predictors predict in Holland. Right, and yeah. they call it t- they call it total predicting out there and the idea is is that you can predict any game in any league you don't have to stick to one particular yeah. style it's a you have to demonstrate versatility but the other thing is it's about adventure and confidence right, and okay. the, I, and so I, I spent a long time studying the dutch way of predicting and now i'm gonna uh, apply that to our predictions league that will get my nose in front by february and then between February and May it'll be a grind out more an Allardyce style
2: you know what there's a full programme of Premier League fixtures midweek this week we could go for another five now if you want to do that yeah alright if you want to give yourself a chance I'm just going to pick the first five that are on the list here rather than go through them all Um, Bournemouth versus Huddersfield that's Tuesday night
1: 3-1 Bournemouth
2: I'm going to go 3-0 Bournemouth. But you see and he's going to go 1-0 and he'll get a point there for a home win because that's going to be a home
1: win, bastard. Yeah.
2: Right, next one West um West Ham versus Cardiff also Tuesday
1: night. Uh I'm going to say 1-0 West Ham. 1-0. <laughs> no, actually no hang on I can't say that. You that can say what you the... want. No, you've no, got, got... A... You, you've, it... He's got into your head. He's got no, it into your head. He's got against the Dutch style. I, and I, I'm I'm trying to play total predictions. So I'm going to go um, 2-1 West Ham. Two, you've got to go with what you feel will That's happen. That's what Cruyff would have done. 2-1 West Ham.
2: Right, I'm yeah. going to go 1-0 West Ham then. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Brighton versus Crystal Palace. The derby,
1: apparently. The 60-mile derby. Mile derby. <laughs> Fucking pretend A23 derby. <laughs> um I hope Brighton win this. I think they will win it
2: 2-1. 2-1 Brighton. I'm going 0-0 for that one. Nil nil. 0-0, yeah. And then we've got Watford versus Manchester City, also Tuesday night.
1: Watford versus City, uh,
2: 0-2. 0-2. I'm also going to copy you there and go 0-2 as well. We might get results spot there. We might stitch the fuck up yeah. good and proper with that one, hopefully. Yeah. And finally, Fulham versus Leicester. That's the Ranieri versus Leicester match. Um mm. I think that's gonna be one one.
1: Yeah, I'm saying one one for that.
2: Okay. Alright. You know, we might gain a little bit of ground, we might not, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Fucking <laughs> once We're just about out of time, so we've got two choices of things we can talk about before the end. You've still got your big cow story you haven't told us yet. Or yep. we can talk about Partick Thistle getting kidnapped.
1: Oh, they're both strong. Well, I think because let's save, do Partick
2: th- We'll save one for, the, for Friday's episode. Yeah, let's happens. do Partick
1: Thistle because the big cow one's sort of timeless, but this Partick Thistle one is very topical and we do pride ourselves on on being topical.
2: Yeah, right. Well, Partick Thistle, it, it, the, the story, the source here is the BBC's football website and the piece begins, the van doors opened, guys with masks ragdolled us out, headlocked us, flipped on the floor, we were blindfolded with earmuffs on. They were dragging us about rooms, bouncing us off, off walls in total darkness. It sounds like the beginning of one of the books by your best friend, Chris Ryan. It but does, But in yeah. fact, it's not. Partnick Thistle have been doing something, a training day uh, with the, the Paras at Garra Lockhead in Argyle and Butte, And it says here, <laughs> the, the Paras kidnapped the squad. One player ran off into the hills and was hauled back by four soldiers. Another broke down in tears. And it was a team-building exercise that pushed them to their limits.
1: Fucking hell. So it's very reminiscent of Keane and the Marines at Switchtail yeah. when Yafville turned up. I think Caldwell, Yaffel-
2: Gary Caldwell, the part of Thistle manager, has been listening to the Keane Odyssey and gone, yeah. I'm going to take that a step further
1: yeah fuck <laughs> the Marines we're getting the SAS involved
2: because the players they've got they've gone off for this day with the Paris and they thought it was going to be one of these ones where they do they have a look and see what it, how it's all done and that and they have a look kill at a some, pig yeah. nothing
1: more natural nothing more serious than just yeah, killing just a killing pig yeah just
2: killing a pig and have a look at a few guns and stuff like that yeah. and one of the players Chris Doolan says we went up into the hills we had a shot of their night vision and we look at their guns and artillery and we assume that's what the full day was going to be then bang three buses. <laughs> Three buses turned up, dropped us off in three groups at separate destinations. We had checkpoints and you had to run from one to the next. There were about three, four, five miles in between each one. And at each checkpoint, there was a different activity and you had to do what you were told. You were in groups with people you might not speak to a great deal. Oh,
1: Oh, hey. Fucking
2: hell, that's the least of your worries, mate. We were carrying yeah. logs together. I was like,
1: I had to, I had to sit next to a stranger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were carrying logs up and down hills through water, carrying twenty litre cans of water, stretchers with casualties on it. What? <laughs> this
1: what can't, can't be good. This isn't good preparation for a football match.
2: After galloping round the Scottish countryside, the exhausted players were relieved to be told their day was done with the paras. Then the SAS arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Doolin says, I could hardly pick my head up, I was so tired. They told us to take our stuff off and jump in the van. The guys were shouting, we'll take you for some food. Five minutes later, bang, bang, doors open. <laughs> Blinded with a e- blindfolded with Emu, son. They were rough with us. It was a whole new level.
1: <laughs>
2: he says, Bryce and Twanbeer got out and run away, but it took four SES to put him down. Jack, Sto- <laughs> Jack Stora was... <laughs> Jack Stora was crying at one point.
1: <laughs>
2: Looking back, I thought it was very worthwhile and a lot of character building and skills we could take back to the pitch. It'll certainly bring people closer, he says.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I'd have been fucking livid.
2: And the best bit about it is Gary Caldwell is the manager. There's... um. They suspect that Caldwell didn't know exactly how extreme it was going to be.
1: Yeah, because the headline said, Yeah. Partick Thistle kidnapped by SAS, but how much did Gary Caldwell actually know?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, in that case, who was actually behind it? Hello? The fuck knows. Is that the Paras? Yeah, this is Bobby Charlton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been having a little look at a team called Partick Thistle. Yeah, that's right. North of the border. I don't like the attitude of some of their lads. <laughs> I don't think it's so bad a situation that I have to go up and start blinding just yet. But they certainly need something to give them a little kick up the ass. They need
2: a little frightener.
1: <laughs>
2: I've been looking at the results. They've got a new manager in, and results haven't picked up. So, <laughs> something needs to be done.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you, Bobby. Is this all the ammonia? It's their choice. <laughs>
2: So we're going to keep an eye. Um, we'll keep an eye on their results and see if that does any uh, as any improvement, and if
1: not. Listen, I, mean, I mentioned to this to you on Friday night when I was feeling very Christmassy. I know you are too. I know we were watching Muppets Christmas Carol yeah. with Michael Bloody Kane. Yeah. And um, I thought, and it was obviously it's hilarious. We watch it every year, and I thought there might be something in a Roy Keane Christmas Carol. Oh. Um, <laughs> Before we, I don't know whether the the listeners will respond to this, but listen, if we're going to do it, then we need suggestions for all the different people. Right. Who's Jacob Marley? Right. Who is the ghost of Christmas past? Who's the ghost of Christmas present? The ghost of Christmas yet to come? Tiny Tim. Bob Cratchit, et cetera, et cetera. Um, The scenes that he goes back and looks at in the past, the ones he looks at in the present, and the ones he looks at in the future. Um, You all know the story of A Christmas Carol mm. just imagine Roy Keane as Scrooge and fill the rest of the gaps in
2: and are we going to do this on stage at the London Palladium
1: most likely yeah I think I can get us a slot <laughs> it's probably busy around this time of year but we could probably do a matinee, we'll do a matinee just before matinee, Christmas yeah, I was
2: just thinking that of course
1: yeah, yeah me well, you and you'll just need to check on the um availability yeah with his right. agent
2: yeah we'll do all right, then uh, that's it for this episode. We'll be back on Wednesday with two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, and then the week after that begins the Keegan Odyssey.
1: Oh, oh, that's a little Christmas treat for everyone, right there.
2: Oh, it definitely is. Thanks for listening. We're on Twitter at TF Time Machine, so tweet us your suggestions for uh, keen Christmas carol there. And thanks for listening as ever. We'll be back soon. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye.